and welcome back everyone to the sorry about that podcast as always you have mary and myself as your hosts and this is our sixth episode happy holidays um so with that being said as you know we do work in the retail field so the holiday season is especially crucial to our lives so we did decide to take a short hiatus to effectively run our stores during this new pandemic holiday season so thankfully, at least for me, it ran pretty successfully this holiday season. Like Black Friday was great. How did it go for you, Mary? It was good. It was better than I thought, to be honest, which is, I mean. It's pretty surprising. Like, I know. It went so smooth. Well, I just don't think anybody knew what to expect, but yeah, it went better than I thought. Good. Were you guys super busy? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, busy for as busy as we expected it, I suppose. Good. So. <laughs> Good. Well, I didn't come to Easton, though. I'm sure it was a hot mess. You know, it was pretty organized. It was, like, organized well, chaos. Well, that's the thing. Everybody was very organized. Like, I was surprised how organized everybody was. Yeah, even Bath, Bath and Body Works, like, they had their, they reduced their capacity. Yeah. To, like, oh, 30 people. Oh, everybody did. Yeah. Because <laughs> they have, like, they have like 70 to. people working There's at one time. There's too many rules to not have your capacity <laughs> but reduced. it was good. It was so good. We actually made... Quite a bit, so I was, you know, it was yeah, good. It was good. proud. Well, now that we're back, we're better than ever. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> okay, well, almost. Well, no, we're well rested and we're ready to take on some more topics. So just want to give all of our listeners and followers a shout out and just a big thank you um, because we do appreciate all the feedback we get from you guys and, you know, just continue to listen and follow us. Um, Please rate us. Please review us. Share this podcast, any episode with anybody in your life that might need to listen. Um, as always, I will put our Instagram and email in the show notes for you to reference. And today we have an awesome episode about leadership courage. So Mary and I both have had quite some experience in this topic in particular. So we felt it was definitely necessary for us to just have a lighthearted discussion about it today. <laughs> so of course, we can't forget to start the segment off with our Here's the Thing segment. So what's the trigger of the week this week, Mary? There's so many. But I think the one that comes to mind... Is and I know I'm sure this is gonna offend somebody, but I'm gonna say it. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's right. that's the thing, right? So I know. So <laughs> can we all agree to stop with the gender reveal parties? Like I understand. I mean, I've I haven't had a kid, so I don't really know <laughs> what that's like. But but I'm telling you what, I think personally they're a waste of money. They're a waste of time. I mean, gender reveal parties are just a glorified baby shower. And like, is it fair to have a gender reveal party and then a baby shower as well? Well, that's the thing. I don't. I There's mean, no point. You could just do both at the same time at least. I so my sister <laughs> is expecting. I have a new sister, well, about to be sister in law, who's expecting. There's. I, I have another. I have a few really good friends who told me that they were expecting. And you know what? None of them invited me to a gender reveal party. So I know that I'm in the right group of friends. <laughs> but. I think the thing is, though, it's like there's something to be said about the fact that like when my brother found out what he was having, my sister found out what she was having. She just like called. I was just like, huh, it can be done. <laughs> See, I don't think um, I have any friends that um, have had gender reveal parties. I either just don't have any friends that do that or I really might. That's what I'm saying. I'm like, it's in the right group of friends because I just think ultimately it's just such a waste of money and time. And I, I understand the excitement of having kids. Don't get me wrong. But I just feel like, if to your point, though, if you're going to have a baby shower, have a baby shower. There's no reason to have two. Or right. what do they call the second one? A sprinkle. It's like... Oh, did you see the people are doing baby moons now? 
that's also a baby moon like a honeymoon but like a baby moon oh that's always been that's, a thing really like, i feel like yeah. that only became a thing recently oh i feel people like just been posting been about it i never heard about I'm it until sure people recently. are just posting about it but i know yeah. this oh my gosh years ago um I had a few friends who had kids and they're like, we're going on a baby moon. And it's like the week before something, because you do, once you become a parent, your life is like gone. Um, Either way though, still like waste of time. Either way. It's a waste of time. It's a waste of money. It's a waste of everything. Waste of resources. So if I ever got married and he was like, let's have a baby or gender reveal party. I'm like, you know what? We're going to get a divorce (laughs) next week. Thanks so much. (laughs) Well, thanks for sharing, Mary. Yeah, you're welcome. (laughs) It really irritates me because now everybody's pregnant and everybody's yeah. doing these gender reveal parties. But all you see are, like, the things. Remember, did you see the article in California when they set off the thing and it was, like, a bomb? Oh, yeah, I or think. Like, a, like, or, like, a low-key, like, like, explosion. Wait, isn't that what started the wildfires? Yes, and the yeah, whole that's thing exactly caught on fire. Yeah. And I'm like, why? Like, for what, though? So, here's the thing. If you're going to have a gender reveal party, please be just mindful don't. of the environment. Nope. If you're going to have <laughs> Just don't do it. Just don't do it. You don't do it because you're going to cause the whole state to burn, so... <laughs> <laughs> the country's on fire because of you. <laughs> and with that being said, we're going to go into our uh, actual topic. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, I just wanted to start off. Is it okay if I start off or do you want to start off? with go what? Okay. okay. <laughs> so leadership courage. So before we started this topic, I did some research and kind of just thought about what leadership courage means to me. And to me, it really just circles back to the five basic competencies of an effective leader. So I'll go through them real quick because um, well, it actually just starts off with being authentic. And with that, you're always self-aware of personal opportunities in your growth. So you admit that you may have some flaws, but you're always focused on self-improvement. And then you have resilience. Being a leader with resilience means you become stronger in the midst of great challenges. Having emotional intelligence is one of the most important that I want to highlight. And this is essentially your willingness and ability to change. And this is when you're truly self-aware of how your actions affect others and it trickles down to your leadership style and all that it entails. So I actually resonate with that one the most. Um, I feel like I'm always changing every time I come across something in my leadership. Um, Self-discipline is also another key component. And this one I'm also feeling pretty strong about is because it's about not cracking under pressure. So we did mention in a previous episode about navigating the unknown. um, And I tend to deal very well with that because I've already gone through the worst and I work best when it's under pressure because I always feel, I always have to feel that sense of my job being on the line. (laughs) I feel like a lot of people are like that. I mean, think about like back to school. Like when I would do stuff, I would always wait. And then all of a sudden I'm like, Last let's minute, do it yeah. midnight. I got to yeah. do this. And I would always get a great, like I would actually get the best grade ever when I would do Same. that last minute. That's, I'm like, wow. I'm, I'm the biggest procrastinator in the yeah. whole world. So yeah, no, but I love that. <laughs> uh, but no, seriously, the last, <laughs> but no, the last key component is a commitment to purpose. And I don't think that a lot of us actually realize how important this one is because I think, I know each episode, I do try to bring up purpose in the workplace, and I always mention the company that I work for because it's very big on purpose, one of the biggest that I've ever worked at, and it's true. Empowering others is all it means. So you want to essentially empower your team and everyone that your team comes across, and it all starts at the core of the company that you work for. So... When I sat and thought about all these key components of leadership courage, it really brought me into a self-reflection of the kind of leader I've become. And before I developed into the leader that I am today, I assumed leadership courage was just being brave enough to be able to stand up for your team and have difficult conversations. And I think that's only because I had only heard that term used only once before by my previous boss after having, I'm sure you remember this, Mary. (laughs) I had to have like a very difficult and terrifying, 
difficult and terrifying conversation for my exit interview. But digging deeper into what it is, I realized that it is so much more than that. And with time and experience comes knowledge. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Fiona, I'm very proud of you for researching this. I know. I was felt very passionate about this topic. Yeah. <laughs> but I think, though, interestingly enough, leadership courage is something that I guess I never really thought about until I had a boss tell me leadership courage about 5,000 times in a year. <laughs> and it became our word of the year because it was like, that's all I was doing. But I think at the end of the day, just being a courageous leader really starts with authenticity, like you said. When you're leading people and when you have people look up to you, you have to be authentic. Yeah. Like you have to. And I think that there's a difference between being, and I think that this is where we really struggle sometimes. It's how do you be transparent with the right information? Right. You know what I mean? Because it, it, there can be a fine line when people are just sharing everything. Like not everything needs to be said. Yeah. Not or everything needs to be out there. looking into your tone too, like how you For sure. And, it's, yep. and, and I think it's being, I mean, self-awareness is huge in leadership courage. But ultimately the takeaway I had from that from what you said was just having a sense of purpose because you have to have a job and being a leader that really meshes with your values. And for me, there's been so many times where I have said no. And it was so insanely difficult to say no to not just your boss, but your boss's boss yeah. and your boss's boss's boss and all <laughs> of those people. I had to say no so many times. And it wasn't because it was just Anything that was just like so crazy, it just didn't match with my values right. and it didn't match with what I felt like was the right thing to do. And I think that there's so many situations that I've been in that looking back have ultimately made me stronger. But in the same sense, I've really figured out how to kind of navigate certain situations. And this is why I'm very, very passionate about working for a company that has that lives their values. There's yeah. such a difference between having a company that says that they live their values and actually living them. Because working in a toxic environment will just chop you down. Oh, my gosh. There For was sure. a, One of my friends sent me this thing on Instagram. I'll define it. She sent me in a message. Um, but it's me to a T. She said, um, we need to stop glamorizing overworking. The absence of sleep, good diet, exercise, relaxation, and time with friends and family isn't something to be applauded. Too many people wear their burnout as a badge of honor, and it needs to change. Yeah. That's me to a T. That is. I know, but I think that's the thing. And it's just like, we, we want to be seen as these leaders. We want to be seen as these freaking social media influencers. We want to be seen as an influencer, I suppose, to some extent, but we forget that like wearing your burnout and saying, wow, I did all these things. Like, look at me, look how many hours I worked. And don't get me wrong. I yeah. played that card for yeah. sure. You guys will hear me say sometimes people are like, oh, I worked 45 hours. I'm like, don't complain to me about that. Right. <laughs> Never complain to me about that. Yes. And I think that that's the thing, though, because for me, it was a badge of honor for the longest time. Like I love and I and I love to work, but I think there's a difference between living to work and working to live. And that's something I've been currently battling with as well, because I'm trying to like be at work all the time. I'm trying to yeah. just literally put my hands in everything and not really stepping back and giving myself time to just look back and observe and everything you know well and i think that there's room and you have to to be a leader you have to observe right like you have to have an observant key you have to be able to pick up on when people are feel like and there are so many times where i'm like all right so-and-so's having a bad day so-and-so is not in a good headspace because our job is to cultivate a safe environment where they mm -hmm. feel like they can become their best selves so consequently we have to wear all of these hats and do all these things so 
every day I'm taking inventory of the team and I'm saying, okay, you look like you're in a, in a rough mood. Okay. You look real like what you just happened? Look rough. You just look rough. And that's the thing. But like, you can tell exactly because you right. see these people all the time. So when they come in or like, you know, and I can, I feel like I have a pretty good read on people in general. I've said it before, but I just feel like I do. Right. And I think that there's certain times when you just get to know people's work ethics mm-hmm. and you know that something's wrong. Like if somebody calls off who doesn't call off, I'm like, okay, what's wrong? Right. Or if somebody is um, not performing. And, and here's my thing, though. I think a part of leadership courage is also having the courage to work with people and not just firing them. Right. Yeah. And I feel like too often, especially in corporate America, that becomes the tune. You don't do your job, we're going to find somebody right. else. Of course, there's somebody else. But yeah. I also believe that there is development. Now, that said, though, there is something that I think needs to be said in terms of like meeting people halfway. Right. But also, when when's the time to finally cut a person off? Yeah. I find myself continuously developing somebody until they truly, it's just to the point where you have to already let them go and it's already beyond. Well, them. I mean, and, it, and I've, I think this is something that I've learned years ago. Oh my gosh, my the first <laughs> store I ever ran, I had a hell of a time. Like a hell of a time. I had some people who were just like, this is the way it's always been done. You're not going to change mm-hmm. anything. And I always tell everybody the definition of insanity is doing something over and over again and expecting a different result, right? right? And so we can't do the same thing and expect different results. But at the same time, people don't like change, right? Like, look at this whole year. Nobody likes change. (laughs) Nobody likes to be doing something different. But you have to, I think, understand people and take the right inventory of them to understand that, like, they're not going to change, right? Like, I can give Mm -hmm. them all of me. I can do all the things. But if they're not taking it or they're not trying to make an effort to change, I'm out. And it's not because of anything that's, like, going to work or not work. It's just a waste of my time at that point. No, I agree with that. Um, There's – yeah, no, I I don't have anything else to add. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry, Sorry. It's like, damn, it took the words right out of my mouth. You got, like – you were like, I'm ready. I was like, wow. Um, But, you know, it's it's interesting to step back and think about when was the time that you expressed leadership courage – and I know all the examples that come to my mind for you <laughs> because they were hard. But at the same time, I think having leadership courage doesn't have to be negative, though. I think yeah. it can be something positive in terms of, you know, taking a chance on somebody or continuing to be authentic and share the information that you have or, or do whatever it is to make right. people feel comfortable. Yeah. Because if you're not cultivating a safe space as a leader, you're not doing your job. Yeah. Well, yeah. Like, like I was saying, like recently I've actually been dealing with quite a bit in that sense and my leadership courage has definitely been tested um but we you know where I work at you know we do get constant criticism and feedback and you know I do have team members that have a hard time accept you know accepting that feedback and I really had to step back and look at myself and think like even though I'm going through so much at the same time like how am I relaying and translating that information and recently had a conversation with my boss and I'm like, wow, like you're really like, I was like, like I have some flaws, I got to work on them. And then I'm not used to that either. Like that's also part of leadership courage, like kind of accepting your flaws and realizing you have them and it's okay and working on them. Right. For sure. I mean, I think it's interesting for you because you, <laughs> I'm always like, no, I'm so perfect. Like well, I have no flaws. You're perfect. I think I'm so humble. You, you know that there's room to grow, but you don't like to hear it. <laughs> 
Yeah. Right? So it was always interesting conversation. <laughs> it takes me a minute. <laughs> when I used to, we were just talking about this. When I used to call Bianca and have to talk to her about <laughs> things that we needed to change, like you guys, she would block my phone call. <laughs> also, really... keep in mind, she would call me like 40 times a day. <laughs> okay, I would. But you guys don't understand the situation we were in. It's not like I really enjoyed doing <laughs> we that. We were pretty much, it was almost like running an, an actual flagship store. It was a flagship which, store. Pretty much. And that's currently, I'm running a flagship store. And I have great experience with that with this yeah. store. So now I I'm... mean, I get it. Like I wasn't the most. <laughs> desirable person to talk to at the time <laughs> but at the same time though nobody wants to hear negative things right like that's of the point it's like there's only mental there's only so much you can take mentally like yeah. I hit my cap but I just kept going and right. going and going well it's hard to stay positive when you have so much negativity in your mind right. as well it's, right. it's like how it's, do you balance that right where do you celebrate the positives right and, right. and at some point you're just like I'm not doing it and <laughs> right like you're just like it's like, whatever I'm checked out. F it. Um, but I think to your point though it's interesting because when you don't take feedback, you don't deliver it correctly, yeah. right? And so I think that that is the biggest thing of becoming self-aware to where, you know, not that I'm used to receiving feedback, but I had to receive it in a very harsh way. And there was a lot of things I didn't want to hear and I've had to hold yeah. my tongue a lot. Yep. And then you have to deliver it to the team. And, and then I have to deliver it. But I, I know that I get very heated about a lot of things, like <laughs> very quickly, like and it's not anything other than the fact of like my biggest thing, and this always sets me off, it's when somebody, you know, you have like a corporate visit and somebody comes in guns blazing and they just name everything that's wrong and they start to do this. Who the hell did this? Who the hell did this? Who the hell did this? And I'm like, whoa, pause. Like, what, what are the high? How are you? Let's start there. Like, it, it's right. just like people just come in guns blazing me in. And like, yeah. I get it's a business and I understand all of that. But right. like, where is your sense of people? Right. right. And so... I think for me, that's where I had to like, that will just set me off. Right. Like it will set me off. And then I have to take a step back and say, okay, these people are like 55 steps above me. I really can't say much, but you know what? It's rude. It's wrong. And right. it's not going to happen. But then when I go to deliver, I'm like, okay, so beyond, let's talk about the visit that we just had. And what's the first thing I always say? It was terrible. It was a yep. terrible yep. visit. And, and that's how I'm gonna like, I'm gonna receive right. that feedback that way. Like, oh yeah, it was terrible. terrible. How dare they? Like, right. and it's and instantly instead negative of instead of being, being positive. like, you know what? Like, they, they did have some points. There are some things we could have done better. But I didn't take the time I needed to step back and be like, okay, I'm gonna think this through. I'm gonna go through mm-hmm. it. I'm gonna digest it. I'm gonna make a list of things that we could have done better, and then I'm gonna deliver it to the team yeah. instead of just like I'm leaving home or I'm going <laughs> home. I can't. I can't be here anymore yeah. because that's what you fall into yeah and I think with me I think and you know from you know previous I'm always the type of person has that crazy sense of urgency like somebody tells me literally remember one time like yeah like our boss is like can you take this tea stand off the floor like just she was like just take it off the floor for those who don't know it's just like a fixture just a fixture fixture she's like I don't like this fixture has a purse on it like let's just take it off the floor I'm like okay let me do this real quick okay I'm gonna take it off just you know like that's how I am so anytime I would get feedback like Instantly, like, my boss would call me and she'd be like, you know, this came through. Like, um, you need to just, here's this information. Do with it what you will um, and whatnot. But, of course, I would get off the phone and then I'm instantly like, oh, I need to deliver this right away. And yeah, that's my sense of urgency right. because I'm always like, okay, I have to do this to please everybody else. But then now I'm realizing, hey, and you've always told me this before and I've heard this more often. Like, I've always been like an energizer bunny and I need to just stop for a second and slow down. Yeah. And well, that's and I what think I'm that's dealing the thing, with right now. I, I mean... Yana's always been my first person when we worked together that I called because she was like my number two, my my number one, I guess. Yeah, like your right hand man. Yeah, whatever, whatever the saying is. <laughs> but she, so she was always the first person I called. I didn't care if she was off or not. I was just like, 
oh my gosh, this came through because everything was like 911. And I think until anybody who's worked in a flagship store, you really can't describe the sense of urgency because you do have visibility to everybody. Yeah, so all everything eyes are on to, you. All, I mean, you live under a microscope. People know, People used to know what I wore to work. Like, it was wild. And I was like, what do you mean? What? Right. And they were and, just like. And home office was not in the same city as ours. Like, no, they were that's always. Different. Yeah. It was always like a freaking, like, you lived in a microscope. Yeah. So I had to learn very quickly how to, like, tailor a lot of things and do a lot of things. But regardless, she was, like, the right hand in the store. So I always called her for everything. <laughs> and then it got to the point where I'm just like, okay, I'm sorry. Enjoy your day off. <laughs> I'll just sit here in the office and cry a little bit. It's but she fine. would say it so kind of sunny, like, enjoy your day off. I have, like, none. <laughs> no, I, I really didn't take days off. But um, yeah, you worked like 80 hours a week. Well, I also I worked know. like 75, so it's okay. <laughs> How did I have a day off? I don't know. Yeah, well, I don't know. Sometimes you did. <laughs> but I think the thing is, though, it's just like we want to do what we can to please. And I feel like, but that comes, you want to be able to do that. And don't get me wrong. I did have leaders above me who I really enjoyed working for. I really did. Right. As crazy as it is, I wouldn't have done my job for that long if I really hated it that much. I really did like it at one time. The more I got, the closer I got to corporate, the more and more I hated it. But I think, to be honest, I that just can, that all yeah yeah. Well, that can also circle back to like what the core values of the company are. A hundred percent. Well, and that's I mean, I'll talk about that in a minute. But I think that ultimately, you know, we have to become, and I think your your points were so valid. We need to become self aware to how we're taking information to how we're delivering it, and mm-hmm. is this authentic or is this really necessary? Right? right? Because there's a lot of things that like just set set me off. Mm-hmm. And whoever's there gets to hear it. Right. Like, right. and I, I had this happen recently and there was something, I don't know, it was just some dumb thing. And I don't even know that what it was about, to be honest with you. And I had a little, I had um, my associate who worked with me and she looked at me, she's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, oh, okay, you don't know. Okay, bye. But that's the thing. It's like, I needed to figure out who my audience was because to her, it was just me talking and she's like, mm-hmm. I have things to do. Can you like not? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, bye. But then instead of like calling like a peer or somebody else who can actually like yeah. sympathize with me, right? I mean that makes more sense. So I think that's the I thing. find myself not doing that though. Like right, I, we don't, but because we just yeah. we it's everything is just like nine one one now. Yeah. And it feels like it's nine one one now because we're in a pandemic. Everything is like, mm-hmm. you know, at the breaking point. Yeah. But I think that's being self aware of who you are as a leader is so important because then you're not freaking out about little things and, and I've gotten to the point where I'm like it's whatever. Like, it'll be fine. Life will be fine. But there are some things that are more 911 than others, but it's mm-hmm. taken me a long time to kind of figure out where those are. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's an interesting thing. It's an interesting journey to take because ultimately it really does go back to how do you feel about, are, are you a courageous person? Are you okay with having difficult conversations? Mm-hmm. Are you okay with saying no? Like, right. and I've had to say no to a lot of people who had my job in their little hand and like, I thought, I mean, Biana, like, how many times did I think I was going to get fired? Like, all the time. And I'm and I'm serious. No, really, like, though. For real. <laughs> because I always I always had to tell people no. I was just like, I'm not doing Like, we're not doing this. We're not doing this. But at, at some point, you have to understand that, you know, people are people. Like, we're, we're not machines. We're human. And, like, I'll fight for my team till the end of time. Right. And I fought for the team tooth and nail. Did it bite me sometimes? For sure. But I mean, other than yeah. that, though, like whoever's on my team and whoever's on your team, they they work for you. They're trusting you. So right. you have to do what you can to protect them. Right. Well, going into that, I guess we can go into just examples of how um, or just examples of leadership courage. Right. Yeah. You go into I mean, that? 
yeah what are <laughs> well you go yours first because mine are yeah um well I like I just like listed off quite yeah. a bit of different ones but um for me I mean even something as little as taking feedback and accepting criticism that's a huge part um and like we were just saying it all comes down to how you're delivering that as well and translating it to your team um and then constantly self-reflecting on how you come off as a leader that also goes hand in hand with that and then the biggest part which i really resonated with was um we're just thinking of like an example like when you're a great leader you know how to be a chameleon in the sense of listening observing and providing feedback so you're not always one type of leader and that is what makes a great leader that has leadership courage you're not always wearing one hat like you just mentioned earlier you're wearing all different kinds of hats and you always are trying to figure out ways to effectively empower your team and coach them and make them feel like you know they're in a safe place at work and there's also many examples of bad leaders but we're gonna visit that after right <laughs> or do you want me to <laughs> but no there's actually many examples of bad leaders and i feel like we could list off quite a bit from our experiences but um bad leaders if we want to talk about that, bad leaders make their team feel defeated by not explaining the whys behind their actions. I know we dealt with that quite a bit. I dealt with that quite a bit in the previous job, which is also what inspired me to go back into uh, leadership and management. Um, but you just want to ensure that you're always listening and not just hearing. And I don't know. Yeah, I don't know that it's much a bad leader. Is it's just the delineation between a leader and a boss? That's yeah. That's and I, what. And I, yeah. and I think that it's. And I think that there are just some people who wear the boss hat, and they don't mm-hmm. really care who they hurt along their right. path. But yeah. and I think there's a difference between. And and I as a leader, I make mistakes all the time. I still do. I still yeah. mess up, and I will continue yeah. to mess up. And my team has to call me out on it. But I think it's yeah. important to surround yourself with people who are going to call you out. Exactly. Like, I'm the biggest believer, and if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. Right? right, like you have to surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, who have more experience right. than you. It gives you room to want to grow and be inspired. Yeah, and, and more you. different than you. Like if I surrounded, if I hired everybody, in my team was the same as me. What the hell? What's the point? That would be awful. It would be so. It also team. be really boring too. It like, would be yeah because it would be just be everybody making movie references well, also, all day. Well, also you want a little bit of controversy, but not in that sense of like crazy drama, but controversy in the sense of just different personalities you coming be together. Challenged. Exactly. You want to be challenged. Exactly. You want somebody to be like. Okay, let's yeah. look at this or let's fix this. Like, and I think that was what, like, why when Bianca and I worked together, I would just look at something and I'm like, can you make it better? And she knew what I meant by that. Right. And I'm like, just make it better. And <laughs> and then I would walk away and I'm like, okay. Yeah. But but she would get what I meant by that because I think we were on the same page in terms of that. Yeah. Or um, it's funny, like, she would, like, there was somebody else and they would tell me, I'm like, oh, yeah. I was like, wow. And I'm looking at them and I'm like, can you? Fix it though, like it's great, but like it needs, this <laughs> and is they not take good. it like, wow, you're so rude. Yeah, but that's the thing. It was just like, but I think again, you have to know your audience. You have to right. know who you're, who you're right. talking to because I know I could look up Bianca and be like, just fix it, please, and then walk away and do something else, and it would get done, and it would get right. done the way I wanted it to. But I think though, but it's important to surround yourself with people who call me out and be like, wow, this was rude because you know what, it is rude, right? But at the same time, like. I knew you well enough to tell you that. And yeah. it's not anything that was personal. It was just right. like, I didn't right. have time to go over it. And I think, but that's that's the thing. It's important to have people who call you out in there. I have people on my team who call me out all the time. And there was something that happened um, a few weeks ago. And I did this where I came in guns blazing and like, you know, and my team was just like, Mary, chill. And right. I was like, okay. Because, you know, there was like four things that happened before I got into work. And it wasn't anything other than like, I was just on a high horse from other things that had nothing to do with work, but they were my like little escape there, right? Right. 
And so I think it was easy for me not even realizing that like 50 other things were happening. And I was like, my bad, guys. Right. Right. But if you don't have people who call you out, then what's the point? Right. Exactly. Right. That's how you can run a successful team. Well, I think, too, um, I also was thinking about just when you're coaching someone, too, like, how are you? How are you effective? Uh, sorry. <laughs> when, how are you effectively coaching someone? You know, are you appreciating their wins and just them as a whole before you give them feedback as well? Because I know 90 percent of people thrive in positivity i'm one of those you do people too. And, and i'm not and not that i don't here's the thing i very much believe that we live in a participation society and we we celebrate people for doing the bare minimum the right. bare minimum and i can't stand it it really like nothing will trigger me more. i was gonna say is that a trigger oh, <laughs> uh, i like i lose my mind when people are like okay so i showed up for work on time today can i go early no no, because you did your job. No, but I think that's the thing, though. We celebrate this culture of just participation right. and doing the bare minimum. So then, when people actually do go above and beyond, they don't get celebrated because right. it's expected from them. Right, and that's the problem, you know. And and I think it's one of those things where it's I've, I I heard this thing um, recently, and it was we celebrate people. Let's say if you're trying to lose a bunch of weight, right? Like we celebrate people. I'm like, wow, oh my gosh, like you look so good. But then, do we celebrate them for keeping it off? Right. Like because we expect people to kind of just like revert in a sense or whatever. Mm -hmm. So when people do like something grand and great, it's celebrated to the nines. But I think it's we don't celebrate the consistency. We don't celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know, certain things correctly. And I know for me as a leader, that's something I'm working on because I don't really believe in celebrating things that people should be doing. It's your job. Do Do you think that also goes hand in hand with follow up? A hundred percent. Because I, I know that's one of my biggest opportunities I recently discovered. That like, I am only, I usually am super, I'm like known for being the most positive person, but coaching has been like my biggest opportunity. But then I realize like I'm celebrating everybody's wins all the time. And I'm like, hey, do this better or whatever. Not in that, like, you know, not literally like that. But I'm like, hey, just, you know, you could do better in this. And then I'm not following up. And then they're like, they assume that they're doing a great job because I'm not consistently, consistently following up with them and holding them accountable. I don't know that it's much accountable as it is. I think there's something to be said for like, if I'm giving you feedback, like, hey, Bianca, let's look at this. How could this be better? How could this stay up right. better? What could we have done differently? But I think it's taking the time to do the follow-up because then I think you have a better idea. But again, I think it's understanding that there are certain times to deliver feedback and there's not, yeah. right? So like, so for example, if we get, let's say, some negative feedback from something, right? Yeah. The time for me to deliver it to you, hey, Bianca, this sucked, make it better, is not the, I'm not going to do it right after that, right? Because it's going to come off super harsh. Right. In terms you gotta of. You got to take time to process it. Right. I got to, I got to take the time because I'm the, I'm the first person. I've done that so many times where I was just like, I called Bianca. I was like, this is it. We're all getting fired. I literally just did that recently. I, swear, I know. I kid you not. And, like, and I think it's because we don't take the time to sit down and be like, but really, what are they right. talking about? What's the issue at hand? Right. And so I think it's taking the time to step back and yeah. be self-aware enough to be like, okay, like if I need to close the office door or I need to go to Starbucks or something, I'll please, I'll leave. I'll be like, peace out guys. I'll yeah. be back in a minute. Because I know that there are certain things that just really get to me or there are certain things that people can say, like there are certain triggers, like there are certain things at work, like if you say you push a button, I'm done. Like it will just, it is a button for me and it is, and I'm working on it, but it is a button. Mm -hmm. But I think there are certain things where I do want a lot of feedback, but ultimately I want it to be positive, right? Like nobody wants to hear negative things. But yeah. that's how you grow, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's why something like reviews and having like the 30s, 60s, 90s are yeah. so important because there are actual times to go and be like, all right, so let's go over what you did because then you're not just in this 
quote-unquote participation thing you're Mm -hmm. really going over like this is what you did great at but these are also things you need to work on what do you think and you're giving them a chance to talk because feedback sometimes is always so one-sided yeah it needs to be a conversation right well I think too even giving yourself honest feedback is a huge thing as well like just even talking about the IDP I recently was going over my IDP with one of my um, main leaders and then I was going through and just looking back at the individual development yeah 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 yeah. and we actually had like a whole packet of all the competencies and I was like you know what let me look through because I I mean I'm not as well versed in the tool that we have but I mean I know what they are I've looked at it but I went through and I was like you know what let me self-assess my like let me just self-assess real quick because I feel like there's something I'm struggling in but like what are they so right I went through and I highlighted everything like there's like 25 pages of all this but I highlighted through and like everything that I highlighted green of course I was like yeah this is what I feel I'm great at and then the pink was like the red stuff like opportunities very eye-opening um I didn't realize there are certain things that I was doing so well with in the beginning like when we reopened and then now I'm like wow like I really need to work on this and then I was able to circle back with my boss like hey so I realized this and she's like I'm so proud of you for assessing yourself that's really huge not a lot of people have courage to do that either I think that that's huge. I think it's saying that, hey, I have improvement. Hey, I have room to grow. Like, help me out. I'm really proud of you. Bianca, you would have (laughs) never done that three years ago. I'm really proud of you for doing that. Because I'm always, I really did have, like, such a breakdown recently. Like, like I said, Black Friday, even though it was so smooth, I cried three times in the office because I just, like, felt like I was falling apart. I really had a merry moment. I'm like, oh, my gosh. And I mean, I I don't really cry in the office all the time, guys. It just happened a lot when we were at old store. (laughs) But no, but I mean, my boss, like, we just had, like, a super, like, heart-to-heart recently. And really, like, it was just eye-opening for both of us. And, you know, truly, like, realizing, like, sometimes it's okay to ask for help. And I think with me, I've always been so used to not having leaders who um, were as supportive in that sense. No, 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 not you. Like, like DMs, like things like we, yeah. like even like, I mean, some of my bosses haven't had supportive bosses above them. So right. it was hard. So like even leveraging as a brand new store manager, leveraging my boss as a partner, instead of thinking like, oh, I can't even like open up and say, hey, I need help with this because I'm afraid of her seeing me as not uh, competent to run the store or something. So you said two key things there that I just want to expand upon because I've had this conversation so many times recently. One, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And two, you don't want to be seen as not competent. Yeah. So you don't want to ask for help. So let's circle back. So I think there's so many times. I remember one time I was a first time store manager. I was 25. Okay. I had this like super low volume store in the middle of somewhere, Pennsylvania. And I I was so, I thought I had it. I was like, I got it, I got it, I got it. Well, I got a DM surprise visit. She drove down, she lived in New York, and I adore her to this day. She's the reason that I like actually am still here, like working in retail. Um, But she like surprised me and she thought it was gonna be like a fun surprise visit. And it was like, I ended up in tears, thought I was gonna get fired because I told her I had everything under control and I didn't at all no way shape or form did i did it the back room was a nightmare store was a hot mess i didn't know up and down down and right like whatever it was right like everything was backwards so then she you know we took a day she calls me the next day and she was just like do you want to talk about it and i was like i'm so embarrassed no and she was just like you know she's like i'm actually really glad i saw that she's like because you need help and i was just like yeah but i don't want to ask for it and she's like you have to and mm-hmm. it's okay to ask for help and she was so supportive and she was just like, you know, she's like, this is the first and last time it's ever going to happen. She's like, it's not going to happen again. And I was like, no, it won't. But I think the thing about it is, had she not surprised me, right, I would we'll have still continued. continued to be in this thing because I never thought it was okay to ask for help because I wanted to be seen as this competent person who right. could do everything. 
But at the same time, we have to understand that we're human and there's going to be situations. And the situation that was happening there was it felt like all the walls were caving in, right? Like it feels like all the time, all the walls are caving in. And I just couldn't look like grasp onto anything. Mm-hmm. But had she not come, yeah. <laughs> the store would have been in shambles. Yeah. And I think though, that was the best and best thing that's ever happened in a sense because she was just like, This is who you're gonna partner with, this is what you're right. gonna do, we're gonna have this touch base, it's gonna and I was just like, Okay, great. And she got me on a plan and literally I got I, I six months later I was promoted to another store. But had that not happened, right. like I, who knows what it would have happened. Who knows? Yeah. Because all that all the roads led to here. And so I think sometimes, though, it's okay to ask for help. Mm-hmm. And when you don't ask for help and you feel like you're caught up in, like, a weird moment or a gotcha moment, mm-hmm. understand that there's only good that can come from it. And ultimately, mm-hmm. you control your reaction, right? Mm-hmm. So I was really embarrassed. It was not fun. There was lots of tears. But at the same time, like, mm-hmm. I needed that to happen because – and to be honest, I didn't know how to ask for help, right? Yeah. Like, I didn't really know what to do or I didn't know be like, right. hey, by the way, the store's ready to catch on fire, but, like, it's fine. Have right. a great day. Because even though your boss could be like, hey, like, you can ask me for help anytime, you're still going to you be terrified. Like, do you feel like you could? Right, right. Because right. I'm like, even if, you know, my my boss, like, she was, you know, just, you know, my store manager, like, prior to, like, the shutdown and everything. So, like, she and I have a good rapport and everything. But even now, like, I'm still, like, you know, thinking, like, okay, like, it's okay to reach out for her for this just because she is in, like, a different position now, too, and whatnot. And for I'm like, sure. ooh, like, but would she take it the right way or whatever? Like, if I'm like, hey, like, I need help. So, but she's been, I mean, she's been so supportive. They've been, like, after, because she, because the, the type of leader that she is, which I, I also have been looking into, like, how she's been an effective leader and kind of utilizing that, you know, she can come off as harsh, like, sometimes as well with any feedback. So she's, like, you know, she told me examples of how she, like, you know, comes across that because she gets harsher feedback than I might get it because she translates it. So she's, mm-hmm. like, you know, this is what you can do to translate it properly. I I've heard that before. <laughs> but even, you know, even when we just had our little heart-to-heart as well, you know, she was just, you know, she told me her personal story about, you know, almost, like, similar situations that I've been going through. And she went through that before. And she's, like, hey, like, I'm your partner. Like, don't hesitate. I'm not going to fire you over the fact that you feel like you need some help this is what I'm here for it's, and I'm like wow like yeah. I just I forgot that I I mean I forgot that I can reach out for help and you know it was it was very eye-opening it was good so I was really proud now now we're, we're now we're good <laughs> but yeah but I think though you said a, a key thing I'm looking for a partner and I remember when I first got offered a store manager position I was very young I didn't really know my salary was crap let me I mean not crap but it was like compared to like what people are making now I'm like what the hell um but (laughs) I was like but you know I think it was one of those moments where the reason I took the job was because my DM at the time she told me she's like Mary she's like I'm not your boss I'm your partner and I'm here to help and I'm like 100%, right? Like, that's what you need. Right. And I think that there's so many ways that people can misuse that, though, and think that just because they're, like, a a partner, they're not, like, going to lay down the law. Right. But I I think... You have to be mindful. Like, you're, like, you know, keeping yourself mindful of, like, when you do ask for help for certain things. Right. Like, you don't want it to seem like it's something stupid. Right. Or you don't... I mean, I I think... But the the thing that you're alluding to, though, is you just don't want to seem not competent. But if they're coming from the perspective of they're your partner, it's really, like... We're out of this. We need this. How do we fix this? This is the right. problem. And oh my gosh, I've all I do is problem solve anymore. Like mm-hmm. I feel like that's literally all I do. Whether it's a COVID situation, whether it's some associate situation, whether it's some other situation. Right. Like I, I feel like my phone is always going from like I got up at like five today, and <laughs> went to the gym. But don't worry, I still had an email waiting for me. Like you yeah. know what I mean? Like they're always coming. They're always going. Yeah. And I think that you just have to find the right things to focus on. And the right things to pull back, but 
Yeah. Well, anyhow. Yeah. <laughs> um, but leadership courage. So, I mean, gosh, which one should we talk about? Um, <laughs> what, we want to pick one, um, one piece of it. I don't know. Well, I know we I kind mean, of like, we, we kind of like went through it all kind of like in a, I know. Should we give overview. an example? So an example of leadership courage, hmm. like, um, like that we've gone through. Yeah. I mean, well, like I had mentioned in the beginning, I mean, I guess I can mention this um, only because um, <laughs> this is where the the first time I ever heard leadership courage originated from. Like, so um, where I was working at before, I'm going to try to summarize it because you don't really need all the details. But long story short, um, when I was leaving my position, um, it was under good terms and nothing bad. But of course, you know, there's places where when you do leave you have to do an exit interview there was a lot going on at the time um, with upper management just lots of different things so I was chosen by my boss I'm gonna say to just be able to represent a voice of like how everybody was feeling and I think I feel like you also had kind of a similar position as well um, in that sense, but I remember like doing my exit interview. Was this after I left? Was this? It was time? after, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I'm, no, I'm just, yeah, I'm, yeah. It was the day I went to go see that. Um, oh, us. that one. Yeah, I, I went to go see yeah, us. I remember she had like this big exit interview. Was calling me about it for like days, and she's like, "I'm real messed up in the head. I just saw us at 11." I'm like, "Why?" Right. And then like at 11:30, I have the conversation with the head of HR who conducts yeah. the exit interview, and it was a serious conversation I had to have. Like, I wasn't in trouble. Like, I wasn't doing anything crazy. They just wanted to know no, why I was leaving. Yeah. And and, I mean, there were reasons why, and I had to speak about a leader that didn't make me feel as empowered, and it was terrifying, but I know I I wrote down all my thoughts. I think I, I don't remember if I practiced what I was going to say to you. I did. <laughs> I did. But um, I just, I wrote everything out, and honestly, the conversation went really, really well, and I know I had followed up with my, um, my peer boss I'm gonna say she wasn't like my boss but she was like my peer in a sense like she I just like followed oh, up with, yeah it was just yeah an old boss. yeah just an old boss yeah I just followed up I'm like hey like I just I've never dealt with this before and you know she's like you know what I'm so proud of you Biana. you have leadership courage or I forgot how she like worded but she like the way she said she's like um I'm so proud of your leadership courage and after that that stuck with me and that was like just that was one of the most terrifying conversations I've ever had to have it was so difficult but it went well, but I just went into it preparing just what I was going to say, and it was cool. And after that, I mean, it, it. And after that, I wasn't afraid to speak up if I needed to, because I didn't know. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think you know, it's it's an interesting thing because when I left, I mean, I was at this company for almost twelve years, and I the the kicker, I don't think you know, I I briefly mentioned it, but it got to the point where the higher I got, the more I saw. And the really... The veil was lifted almost. It really... That's a great way to put it. And I was just living in this like weird, I think, just naiveness, for lack of a better word. Was it like a twilight zone? It really was. And then all of a sudden, like, I started to get higher in corporate. I worked with the CEO. And he, for lack of a better word, just was not what I thought. And so as we continued, more and more things started to happen. And I finally got to the point in my career where... When I was here with this company, I was in a contract. So it wasn't like I could just quit my job. Like it wasn't like I would just like see a bye. Like I had to buy myself out of it essentially. Mm -hmm. And so it's a two-year contract. And believe you me when I say I was doing everything in my power to finish this out because I wanted nothing more than to not pay this company money, right? Like I was salaried. Mm -hmm. So anything over 40 hours was essentially free, 
so I mean I gave I gave them enough of my time and effort and all the things and don't get me wrong they did open up a lot of doors for me I think it's just so unfortunate ended on such a bad note but point being Mm-hmm. Um, it got to the point where, yeah, the veil was lifted and I saw so many things that I just, I really disliked about the company mm-hmm. and I had to make a decision yeah. and there was another offer on the table and it was either take this and, but here's the thing that really messed with my mind. I, I love the company. It's an amazing company. Genuinely. Like it is a huge blessing, but it was a step down. And so it was mm-hmm. like, I was doing something else, but I was starting over. Yeah. I remember how torn you were too. It was, I and mean, it was it, at the point where like, Mary, if you don't just make a decision, I'm going to slap you in the face. I know. That's a it was, of... well, because it's like, you're giving up 12 years of work yeah. to start over somewhere else yeah. in the same thing, but you have to start over in a yeah. sense, right? Like, it's terrifying too. It feels, it also feels like a blow to your ego in a sense, right? Oh, it was the biggest blow to my ego. <laughs> and I'm not trying to be like narcissistic, but I think you work so hard for something. Once you establish a rapport with your CEO and you have to totally take a step back and start over, it sucks. Like it does. It messes you up mentally too. Oh yeah. I mean, what do you think? I was like, all right, therapy next. But I mean, (laughs) um, but but you know, I I think it was getting to the the place of I had to make a decision. But the right thing to do was to leave because I couldn't continue to work for a company. No matter how much money, like, I had to pay to quit or whatever it was, no matter the contract I was in, no matter what happened, it was wrong what they were doing to you guys, right? Like, it was was a team. And I couldn't see the teams, like, be asked to do the things anymore. And it wasn't like it was crazy. It was just, like, hey, we really like it if you would work over 40 hours. Hey, we really like it if you wouldn't take days off. Hey, we'd really like it if you would do this. Hey, we'd really like it if you would just, like... They were contradictory through their values. Right. If I could talk. Really, yeah. It was like they, they didn't align with their values. So then I got to a place in my career where I was like, all right, so the next step, I would move up. But is this the company would I be proud to work for? And the answer Mm -hmm. was no. And so it was nothing more than just sitting back and saying, I had to make an incredibly difficult decision because it wasn't anything on my end. Like, don't. And Mm -hmm. they made me like five offers after. But it got harder and harder to turn it down each time because I think your comfort zone is to go back and you know it. And it was, again, it wasn't that I left on bad terms. For me, it was just I couldn't continue to sit there and watch, I think, somebody lead the company Mm -hmm. in a direction that I felt was so incorrect, seeing how hard everybody worked, right? Like, I mean, that was the biggest thing is I know how hard the team worked. I know how hard everybody worked. I Mm -hmm. mean, it was the most incredible team that I've had. And to see them feel the way that they did after every visit and you were, like, graded and then you felt like you were going to lose your job if the visit went left. Right. I can't stand by that. Yeah, that's no those No matter how values. much money and the money was neither here nor there. I mean, right. you could offer me right. all the money in the world, but it it at the end of the day, if you my morals don't align with your values, it's right. not going to work. And that was easily the most difficult decision that I've made because I think you really do have to check your ego, but more importantly, I was quitting something that I worked so hard at mm-hmm. and I was doing similar the the same thing in a sense, but I was starting over. Yeah. I kind of want to go back to you just mentioning, you know, when you did leave, they did try to make you come back. And I know I dealt with the same thing. And I just want to insert a great quote by my dad because I remember asking my dad at the time. I was so, because I was so happy with the new company I was at. And you were, I mean, you were pretty happy as well. You were just like, we were both so torn every time they'd come back and ask us to come back. Because and work. it's like, it's it's the promise. Right, right. You, right. you over-promise you, yeah. and under-deliver. Right. And then, you know, I remember my dad's like, no, like, he's like, it's it sounds great and all, but you don't go into the same puddle twice. 
Right. And, yeah. and it, it sounds better in Russian, but I, I think in English it sounds pretty good. I'm it's like, wow. Translation. I was like, yeah. So now I actually do utilize that quote a lot in my life right I now. Know. I remember you telling me that after. <laughs> and you're after like, they, what? <laughs> after they made an offer. But I think that, but that's, but, but it's so know, true. It's having the leadership courage and understanding that, you know, on both of our ends, was it an ideal cut? No. No. <laughs> because we both took a step back. Yeah. So I think. You know, but look you, at where we're at now, though. Right. I, well, that's we're both blessing happy. in disguise. And we're then who knew happy. a pandemic would happen? Literally. Right. And I now, know. Like, just look at that. <laughs> and, but but I think though it's at some point you have to value your happiness and peace and well being over a paycheck. Like you have yeah. to. Yeah. And so for me, it was a harder blow to the ego than I originally thought because. You, once you're up there, you're up there, yeah. right? Like, I, it, it takes so much work to get name recognition into. Mm-hmm. And I think in the retail world, it's it's a quiet world because it's not like anybody really knows who you are outside of it. But I think to have other people in different brands know who you are was yeah. the hardest thing for me to let go. Now, of course, I still know who I am, but right. you totally lose where you were, like the location was prime and all the things. But going back to Leadership Courage, though, it was single-handedly the hardest decision I've ever had to make as a leader because – one hand, I'm trying to do the right thing for the team, but on the other hand, I'm kind of putting myself in a disservice because right. I have to break a contract that I never intended on breaking. I right. have to pay back money that I don't think I should have Sorry to pay back. <laughs> um, but that really is the core of like a leader with leadership courage. Like you're really sacrificing your own self for your team in a sense. Is that? Yeah. It, I mean, well, and it's not that I. I think I did it. I think it was more or less just the idea of I knew and and I don't and I don't mean to say this in like a narcissistic way, but I knew what would happen if I would leave. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they would I think start to look at the situation differently. Mm-hmm. And a hundred percent that happened. Of course. And then everything And then happened. everything else happened. But and, I think But if it did but if you didn't leave then nothing else you know nothing else would have been yeah, looked into. Right, right. And I couldn't in my right mind continue to work for a company that ultimately I knew didn't live their values but knew that the team was struggling and doing their very best and it was right. never enough. Yeah. And I mean, and I think it's one thing if you see it from a very high level perspective, but to be in and out with this team every day, and so many of them were two jobs, they had kids, yeah. they were going through these like traumatic things in life. Like, I mean, the stories were like, I've never heard more of intense stories yeah. there than I did there. And it was just like, um, I think I had to go through so much mentally, but it was the same on both ends, right? right? Like, I think I took more of it because I was just the person who had to handle it. Right. But I couldn't continue to do that and know that somebody else was reaping the rewards of right. everything, of our hard work, who didn't really have our best interests. Right. And that was the hardest pill to swallow as well. We had to deal with that. Yeah. But well, leadership so. courage, it's not easy. I mean, I think it's still, to this day, it's still very difficult for me to yeah, think about yeah. because... It's something you're constantly improving yourself on. Right. You're developing. Well, it's almost like, a, almost like a skill in a sense, but you're constantly developing that in your leadership. In and I think it's important to understand that just if you take a step back or you do something for your own well-being or mental health, it's not a starting over. It's just a different starting yeah, point. Okay. And that's what I had to, like, I think, regroup my head with because there were so many moments where I had to have leadership courage but that by far was one of the most difficult ones because Mm -hmm. it's how do you attack it without throwing people under the bus because that wasn't my goal i'm not going to go there and just like totally destroy people and be like this person this person this person the goal was we need cultural change but that happens from the top down right (laughs) so like by me going in there and saying this person sucked this person sucked this person Mm -hmm. sucked it's not going to do anything right because that's the culture of the company right so that would have been a waste of everybody's time 
So I think that there's such a difference too between sitting there and saying you want to see things differently and then sitting there and saying, you know, you want some sort of change. So just kind of summarize, be honest thing. Try courage, trust courage, and tell courage. I think, you know, and think about how you can put those into action. Courage is definitely not something I think that, you know, everybody just kind of has. It's a, it's a learned skill. You have to be courageous to make the right things. But I think the biggest thing I can continue to stress is just make sure you're doing it with the right motives and right intentions. Like, don't yeah. just go and just like, you know, tear apart companies because you disagree right. with them or you disagree right. with people. Like, you have to understand that, like, I think any job you take, you're going to have people who essentially you don't work well with or don't work well with you or mm-hmm. whatever. But I think it's understanding what their motives are yeah. and where they're coming from. And can you trust them? And then yeah. if you can't, you know, then it's time to find a different company, right. plain and simple. Yeah. And I think, too, like a big key um, is also just remembering that you are um, a leader and you also need to empower others. And empowerment is the biggest part, at least for me. For sure. I think empowerment's huge because you're giving people. And I think once we're if we're being authentic and I always try to lead and you know this about me is with the most (laughs) vulnerable place that I can and I always try to share any information that within reason that I can Uh I think you know you had knew pretty much everything I feel like any of my co's or whatever know pretty much everything Uh um but for the most part there's a lot of people on the team who didn't know anything because it wasn't their business to know yeah or they didn't need to know. It didn't concern them. Right. But I think we overshare so many times and then we worry people about everything that doesn't need to be, they don't need to be concerned yeah. with. And then we get ourselves into like this whole spiral of, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. I'm worried about this. And I'm like, but at the end of the day, they didn't even need to be concerned in the first place. Right. You know? So I think it's just understanding of like, you find yourself acting on the right motives with the right values right. and you find yourself practicing courage with the best interest of your team. Yep. Because if you if you have your if your interest for you is the only thing your team is not a part of it, then that's not the right decision. Right. And that goes hand in hand with self-discipline. For yeah. sure. Being yeah. a, being able to say no to things and mm-hmm. being able to I think step back and say, "You know what? This it sucks, but I'm going to take it on the shoulder and just run with it and it's fine." Yeah. But there are some things you just can't be overlooked, right? Yeah. So, okay. And it comes with experience and time. Perfect. Well, guys, that's the show. Um, We're so happy to be back. Um, We hope that this episode really resonated with you and you'll really take away some key factors, keynotes, anything that you felt like will really help you in your career or just in life. You can really apply it. Um, You know, we're, as always, like I said, show notes will have (laughs) any way that you can reach out to us. But Keep on listening, keep subscribing, keep sharing with people. We really are so excited. <laughs> Can't talk today. I really, We're well, so and, it's, and I think it's very heartwarming you guys share because I think that it just says that it resonates with you yeah. enough to share it with somebody else. So, I mean, and please understand that we're doing this because we genuinely believe in the material that it is. Yes. So, and we're just going to keep getting better and better. Yeah, I mean, all feedback is good feedback unless it's just no, unless it's just stupid feedback. (laughs) But no, but stay tuned because we were on a hiatus. I mean, you might get like a bonus episode. We might be, I don't know. We We might might give you a little Christmas present maybe (laughs) and like release an extra episode. I don't know. (laughs) We got some good material coming your way. It's not like we're like releasing a stand-up special or something. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. We'll see a holiday stand-up special. (laughs) Anyways, as always, we'll talk to you guys next week. Sorry about that. 